Hubhopper Originals Hi, wanted to share with you a story uh, from my book The Other. The book is called The Other. The name of the story is She Walks Between Raindrops. She was way, way out of my league. Like way. I knew, of course, I knew I could never even aspire to be with her. Not in the way I wanted to be. I mean, look at her. Just look at her. It was like there was music in her step. Like she was walking to a tune. Music in everything she did. Her words came out as if in a song. She floated instead of walking. And if it rained, why? She'd be walking between raindrops. <laughs> I kid you not. She would be walking between raindrops, like the rain wouldn't fall on her, except a few drops that would kiss her cheeks. Okay, yeah, I'm hopelessly in love, and I agree that that was a bit cheesy. I just thought of it once because it was drizzling outside. Everyone was coming into school, all wet and plastered hair. I was watching her coming in, wishing I could rush out and hold an umbrella for her, which I couldn't. But she came in, all fresh, bouncy hair and a couple of raindrops on her cheek and shoulders. She was laughing and smiling and the sun came out. It was really as if she had walked between raindrops. She was perfect. Oh man, was she perfect. And perfectly out of my league. As I've already said, and I say it every day because I need to remind myself because my heart won't get the message and won't settle anywhere else, on anyone else. Not that, to be honest, there was anyone else who was an option for me. I was optionless, like zilch. And if she was way above my league, then I was below, way below anybody else's. I was on no one's wish list. And I'm not being a poor martyred boy here, it's just quite simply the truth. If I look at myself in the mirror, and I don't, I honestly never look at myself in the mirror, but if by accident I do, I know that there's no one falling in love with me anytime soon. No, I'm not being paranoid. It's just that I'm, I'm weird. Okay, let's say it, I'm odd. I know there's a lot of classmates of mine who are like pretty good looking even, but they'll fuss about every zit, every pimple, any slightly bent nose. And they have the gall to come and say these things to me. I mean, have you seen me? All right. All right. I may as well come out and say it. I'm special. Yes, Everyone's special, each unique in their own ways, but mine comes with a capital S, a double whammy, double capital S. It's what used to be called handicapped or deformed in the bad old days before political correctness became a thing. I'm glad no one is allowed to tell me I'm deformed, but I can hear the capital S and I know that it's one and the same thing. The change of a word doesn't change a fact. The fact is that I'm very thin, very fragile, very 
tiny shirt and I wear thick glasses. Fine, you're thinking, I'm making a big deal out of nothing. Well, here's the kicker. I carry a urine bag around. Yep, like outside my body. Yeah, of course, it's camouflaged with a cloth bag that hides the horrible tubes and everything. But everyone knows what's in the lumpy lump hanging on my side. And it's totally gross. It grosses me out, so obviously it grosses other people out even more. Not that anyone's mean about it or talks about it or even mentions it, glances at it. But if someone trips or pushes past me and the bag kind of squishes, I see the squirms. I understand those squirms. What I don't understand is someone like this one guy when I first joined school who would try and push others onto me, like onto the bag. It was mortifying. My schoolmates would try and be polite, but obviously they had these horrified looks on their faces that said, oh shit, did I touch the damn thing? And that was when I fell in love, deeply and madly and forever, because she came up and yelled at the pathetic bully, telling him to stay away from me, to quit his stupid pranks, and if she ever, ever caught him doing that, or anything else to me, she would punch him so hard that he'd need to be taken away in a body bag. Or something like that. I don't know. I was standing helplessly to one side. Helpless because I couldn't fight my own battles. Helpless because I knew I was in love. And mostly helpless because I knew how futile it was going to be. I mean, who falls in love with a guy who carries around a bag of pee, right? So yeah, this is a story that I wrote. And that, of course, is not the whole story. But that's all I'm going to read to you. You want to know how the story ends? Read the book. It's called The Other. When I was putting together this anthology of stories of literally the other, of how we otherize people who are in any way different from us. And um, the book has a whole range of stories of different kinds of otherness, different kinds of ways in which we isolate ourselves from people unlike us. And this particular story actually came to me some years ago. Um, the idea that I wanted to do a story like this came to me some years ago. I was uh, working on a project making the world's longest newspaper, which I'll talk about on another occasion. But we were basically trying to reach children in difficult circumstances. So uh, we were doing this in school for special children. There was this girl who somehow she and I really just hit it off. Her arms didn't work at all. Her spine barely worked. Uh, she could manipulate her legs. She couldn't walk very easily, but her feet worked. She asked me to eat lunch with her. Uh, one of the didis or a teacher said that they were really surprised because she never asked that. 
so I was feeling all, you know, very chuffed up. I, I, there must be something wonderful in me that she's asked me. Um, then I noticed one of the didis washing her feet. And I wondered at it. And I thought, why are they washing her feet? And then when her food was served, of course, she couldn't use her hands. And um, I was kind of taken aback grossed out because she picked up a roti with the toes of her feet. She broke the roti, she dipped it into the dal and she expected that I was going to pick up that same roti and um, eat out of that same bowl of dal. It was gross to me. But then I realized it was gross to me. It was not gross to her. She was just being her normal self. And I, I had to take that deep breath and get over my handicap, my deformity of mind and heart, my otherizing her. Because she had accepted me. It was me who was not being able to accept her. It was such a lesson in humility and in acceptance. I don't even remember this little girl's name. I'm sorry for that. I've no idea where she is a few years later. But Bacha, my darling Bacha, I, wherever you are and whoever you are, I dedicate this story to you. You taught me such a valuable lesson. I hope you enjoyed this Hub Hopper original podcast. If you want to get started with your own show, please do get in touch. We'd love to have you on board. Send an email to info at hubhopper.com. That's info at hubhopper.com. And we'll get back to you in a flash. We're looking forward to creating some great audio content together.